Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to our conversation uh, in this podcast. Lisa and I are having a conversation with each other and with you uh, around the topic and title of this podcast is Intentional Curiosity. Uh, for many of you, this is uh, a familiar phrase. Uh, if you've been listening to some of our conversations over the past, but but we have, uh, I think, come to a point where we we want to be intentional uh, about <laughs> the experience of intentional curiosity and and actually give some uh, some time, if you will, to what that means, what uh, what that sounds like, looks like, and and the hope of that. Uh, I think it is one of the most uh, essential ways of engaging one another, not just when uh, things are going well between us, uh, but specifically when we might be struggling in our marriage, when we might be struggling in our relationship uh, to connect, to understand. Uh, Maybe there's a disconnect. Maybe there's a, a disruption. Maybe there's something that occurs and we can't quite make sense of, of what's happening. We can't quite make sense of what just happened. Uh, it 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 has this maybe sense of I don't get it. Uh, this is this is so confusing. And uh, Lisa and I uh, and our dog Otis and Ellie, our daughter, and our other daughter and son-in-law joined us for a family trip a couple of weeks ago down to the Oregon coast. And we love the Oregon coast. And one of the enjoyable parts of our drive is we listen, uh, try to, if we can, to listen to a book. Um, and this book that we listen to, uh, by, uh, Oprah Winfrey and Bruce Perry, uh, it's titled what happened to you. Fascinating and fabulous book. Uh, it, it has a heaviness, would you say a weightiness Mm -hmm. to it, uh, around the theme of developmental trauma, but, but their work and particularly Bruce Perry's work, uh, is around advocating for a developmental trauma focus, particularly with children and the way we understand behavior. And it, it, it just, I think, reminded us of how important it is to ask the question of, of what happened versus what's wrong with you. And I think that's a, a way that we want to spend some time with you in this conversation is, is to be able to have some awareness of the benefit and the goodness around curiosity, particularly what happened to you. Yeah, I think curiosity is one of those kind of casual words that seems like it's going to come up when you're interested or when you're being playful, but that's not really what we're talking about because it's more intentional when you don't really feel like being curious and you aren't really having a good good conversation and you are maybe frustrated and maybe feeling hurt. And so it's something that you kind of have to bring back around and be intentional about it. Right. And, and I'm going to pursue this in a curious way mm-hmm. because I don't understand what's happening between us. And I might feel frustrated. I may feel bothered. I may feel hurt. Um, but it's just a time to maybe dig in a little deeper. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's obvious. Well, it just happened to us recently. And I think it's obvious when your spouse's body language might be saying one thing, but their words are saying another thing and it's confusing. And you're like, wait, 
you seem frustrated, but you're saying you're not frustrated. Are you, are you saying I'm fine and you're not fine? And, and I think that's a common, you know, thing that happens between couples where the body language is saying one thing and the words are saying another. And so instead of retreating, so, so which, there's a disconnect, there's a disconnect. Right. And I think I tend to retreat into, well, I'm frustrated at your body language, so I don't want to talk about it anymore, or I'm, I'm just going to, you know, end this conversation instead of being curious into why is the body language saying something different? What's happening for you? And I think, yeah, we, we really were fascinated by this book um, and changing the, um, the lens, I guess, when we look at um, somebody's behavior that is... Or it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense or it's not what we hope for. Right. We're, we're frustrated, like, why is our spouse not enjoying this? Or why are they not talking mm-hmm. to me? Or why are they not, you know, fill in the blank? And instead of what's wrong with you, which is a really easy place to go to quickly, to frame it in what happened to you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think it really, it spurred on a lot of conversation for us. It did. And I think one of the, the difficulties for many of us, and I would say many couples in my work therapeutically, is, is something very similar. It's that when we are frustrated, irritated, bothered with the other, uh, we tend to naturally turn away. We tend to naturally, um, I would say, just create space uh, in whatever way we do, whether that's we become busy with something or someone else uh, as a way to cope, as a way to just, I would say, transition into something potentially being different. And, I would say I'm offended. <laughs> I'm, you know, you're irritated. Yeah. yeah. And you get offended because, yeah. well, I didn't deserve that, you know, right. like, because something doesn't quite match. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it matches the situation. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was trying to be nice. And then you say that to me, you know, so then it's really easy to get offended. Mm-hmm. And I think where many of us can struggle is where that, if that dynamic is perpetuated, where we just, stay in a place of distance or stay in a place of disconnect. Uh, and, and part of me wonders, I think both for us, but also for many of you listening and even couples again, therapeutically is what keeps us from being curious? What is it that inhibits us from being curious about what's happening for the other? Right. There's actually a resistance. There is a resistance and, and or ambivalence. Like and I don't want to be curious about right. you right now. You're, you're making me mad. <laughs> Ticking me off. Right. You're frustrating yeah. me. You're, you're, it's irritating. Yeah. Uh, your behavior, like whatever it is, but, but stay in the realm just for a moment as parent child. It's that, it's that one of the, 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 the most uh, connecting moments for a parent and child is when a, a parent can be irritated, frustrated, bothered, but when they're able to be present to what's occurring and, and, and to be intentional about, I wonder what's happening for you. I wonder what you're upset by. I wonder what you're bothered by. When we wonder which is another. I wonder I, I, what you hope for. Yeah, it, 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 to me, it's uh, it's it's not synonymous with curiosity, but it's really close. Uh, the the theme of wonder, the intentional wondering, uh, when we use those two words, which is actually how we train in the school that I teach. It's actually part of the way that we train people how to work in a therapeutic context is those two words. So if I wonder, when we're working with somebody therapeutically, we we tend to offer. A reflection, hopefully, as a wondering rather than a statement of truth. You're irritated is very different than I wonder what you might be irritated about. It's 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 not saying the same thing. It's similar, but I think intentional curiosity is very similar to I wonder. I wonder what you might be upset about. I wonder what you might be bothered by. 
But like you just said, Lisa, is so helpful is that we often don't want to. We're just irritated. We're bothered. Uh, you, you don't get to have intentional curiosity. You don't get to have wondering because you were, you spoke unkindly to me or you acted in a rude way. Right. Or, or we're judgmental where we want to judge what just happened doesn't, should not evoke that sort of response. Mm. And so then we want to judge it and say, well, that you shouldn't be that upset or mm. you shouldn't um, not want to do this or whatever, whatever it is. It, it feels like it'd be easy to just judge. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a little bit of what occurred for us last night. Uh, well, isn't that handy? Isn't that handy? Uh, <laughs> as some of you know, uh, our hot tub can be a place of conversation, a place of connection and a place of disconnection. And we were sitting in the hot tub last night, and and as you wonderfully do, Lisa's very creative, and she wanted to turn on the lights that we have out on the patio, and it's beautiful. And then the lights lead to this link, this uh, longing for more people, and when can we have another couple over? And I wonder who can come over for dinner soon, which is great. Like I want to have dinner I know, under the lights. It's, it's a beautiful part of you, and and. I had felt a bit overwhelmed, like we had been with people all weekend, and I was really looking forward to connecting with you and just being in your presence and not thinking about, okay, what's next or who's next? And and I, I thought I said something kindly. I thought I said something kindly, like, can we just focus on being here in this moment and not really think about what's going to happen next? And that really offended you. It really bothered you. It did. It did. And you, I think you said, well... You didn't really say anything. You looked away. And I tried to ask a few questions, knowing that, uh-oh, somebody's not quite right. I, I don't know what happened. Is that a form of intentional curiosity? I don't know. I, it, it can be in that moment. But quickly, I realized this isn't going well. I got up. I said, I'm done. Well, um, and, and you know, this is on the heels of we it was had a diff- several yeah. difficult conversations. Well, not conversations, but just interactions. interactions. Steve's getting ready for a fishing trip. He's been packing. Mm-hmm. We got some interruptions. We, sure. And and so there were other things going on. So it led right. up to this last kind of moment, I think. Right. Um, there were three different times mm-hmm. when you approached and you said, hey, can we spend some time together? And I was kind of missing it. I was kind of just being in the moment, enjoying the lights. And thinking about like There was this idea of bits. <laughs> right. Not that we're always aware of it, but... but so there, were, it was complex, as it usually is. There's a complexity is. to it, yeah. So it's not just a, in that isolated moment what it's about. But it's usually connected to more than that. And I really want to highlight that for many of us. It's that the moment that we struggle is not just that moment. It's usually connected to other events or other experiences, which was true for us. So we got out of the hot tub. There was a disconnect, you know, something like, I'm not sure I ever want to go in the hot tub with you again. <laughs> <laughs> something muttered under our breaths, you know, like we're, we're just frustrated. We're irritated. Now, Okay, for many of us, it's hard to get out of the hot tub fast. Too. You know, you're trying to make you're an slipping exit. Slipping around, you're like, it's not so subtle. <laughs> <laughs> so, for many of you listening, if you were watching or you were, you know, part of that experience, you, you'd say, I think we'd say, now what? What happens next? Okay, can we can we pause time for a moment and all of us be in that moment and just say, now what? What 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 is helpful versus what's unhelpful, or what's needed versus what's not not needed? And I think. Ideally, this is where, for many of us, we can perpetuate the disconnect by simply maintaining distance, by simply saying, never mind, it's not worth it. Never mind, I'm irritated with him. Never mind, I'm irritated with her. Whatever. 
Like whatever is a common under our breath statement. Never mind, whatever. It's very easy to do. It's very easy to do. It, it's a way to cope with what was unexpected and what we didn't hope for. It's our own disappointment sometimes. So I think what we're saying is what happens next. It took us probably, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe a little bit later in the evening, more than that. Uh, it's probably close to an hour where we yeah. returned. You were in bed. I came to bed. And and then we started, again, who goes first? Who, who says, okay, what happened? Or I, I wonder what was going on for you. Now, that's a really risky, vulnerable question and offering that has taken us a long time to get to that place where we do it a little bit sooner than we did before. And I would say that's the hope for all of us. It's that the duration of time from when the event or experience occurs to when we actually ask the question and or are intentionally curious is a little bit less over time. Mm -hmm. So intentional curiosity is just, I wonder what happened for you. Can we check in? You seemed a bit upset. You seemed a bit bothered. That's what intentional curiosity sounds like. And and it's difficult to do, again, when we're irritated, when we're bothered, when we're frustrated. And it's very tempting to want to defend and want to go over, now, here's what I did right, and I'm not sure why. You know, so we had a couple of those interactions. You know, I think it doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily go just right the first time. It, mm -hmm. We took us a few attempts to kind of dig in and see what's really going on underneath. Mm -hmm because it's so tempting to want to just pay attention to the surface and pay attention to our hurt and to defend, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. And so, I, and that's where I tend to go usually anyway, I don't yeah. want to get in trouble, quote unquote. Right. So and I want to defend myself. Sure. And I, and I think for many of us, and even again, couples therapeutically, when there is a pursuit, when there's an intentional curiosity, when there's a, I wonder what happened, Sometimes we can use that as a way to blame the other and, and be careful and be kind to that process because it's risky to ask that question. It's risky and vulnerable to wonder what happened. It opens the door to potential accusation and judgment. So, so can we be mindful that it doesn't give us space to blame? It doesn't give us permission or freedom to say what you did was wrong. How dare you? It was more of a reflection. Intentional curiosity is meant to lead us to reflection. Reflection as I think what happened for me was, or I think I felt this, or we get to fill in the blank. We get to discover together. Intentional curiosity is collaborative. It's not a one, what's that saying? One size fits all. It's it, it's not one phrase for all of us. Mm -hmm. We co-create and collaborate what intentional curiosity sounds like and looks like. Mm -hmm. To me, it is, again, it's such an essential ingredient. I, I don't know how many hundreds, hundreds of times I've used that phrase with couples. Mm -hmm. It's that when we are intentionally curious about what happened for the other, that's actually what cultivates connection. Mm -hmm. And also, it also is what cultivates safety. Mm -hmm. And that's another really strong point they were making in their book. Right. Um, Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah were talking about creating safety. and That safety is paramount to any right. relational connection. Right. Yeah. And so I think these two things, just presence, and curiosity and create and kind of that mindset of create, creating safety mm -hmm. is what will drive you closer to maybe where you want to be in this conversation. But it's not, like you said, it's not one size fits all. It's not one, two, three, here's how you do it. it it's, you have to try several times and you kind of are going to fail a couple of times until you get to where the other person maybe feels safe enough to actually share what underlying current's going on. 
and somehow we got there. I, I, I don't know if either of us really remember exactly how we got there, but we were able to get to the heart of something that was had triggered you that day and, mm-hmm. and been bothering you for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was more of a deeper kind of a trigger where yeah. you were reminded um, it was a, a family wound that mm-hmm. kind of was coming up. And, and you know, it's just often that there's this underlying wound that can go so undetected and unnoticed if we, if we don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, even by you, right? You don't even really yeah. know. That right. that's going on. And, and I think that's where we really need the presence of the absolutely, other. Absolutely, absolutely. To draw out, yeah. okay, your body's telling me one thing, yeah. and like, help me make sense of this. Mm-hmm. And we just, it, often we want to just end in frustration rather than do the hard work of going a little bit deeper. Yeah, I think where a pattern for many of us and has been true for us and was true for a couple even today in, in our therapeutic work is, is that sometimes the silence and the withdrawal of one can imply or mean to the other that they've done something wrong or that they have played a part in it. And sometimes we make that assumption. And I think that was true for me, particularly yesterday and the day before, was was I, I was bothered by a particular family event. My brother and my dad, they got had lunch together, chose not to invite me for whatever reason. And I, I, I think... You know, I tried to shrug it off like it was no big deal. But I, if I was honest and was honest with you, I, I felt hurt by that. And but my but my behavior with you, Lisa, was indicating something else. Like I was just a little bit cold, distant, withdrawn, uh, short, uh, which is often a reflection of something else. And last night you had the courage to ask, and you were intentional. and And it took a while to get to that place. And what we're trying to say is that it might take a while, and that's okay. Be kind to the process of intentional curiosity, that sometimes it doesn't occur within two minutes or even two hours. And it's not direct, usually. It's not it's direct. Not, hey, so what was going on for you? Oh, well, let me just tell you. Yeah, we, <laughs> don't, we don't know, like which is why, like what you said just a few minutes ago is so helpful, is that that's the design of marriage, actually, is that we need the other to be able to understand what's happening for ourselves, which is why therapy works. We can't quite make sense of what's happening in our world. That's why we work with somebody, talk to somebody about what's happening, what we're feeling, what we're experiencing to help create some awareness and insight and understanding. That's what, what if we could believe that's what marriage is designed to be? It's that we can't quite make sense of what just happened. We need the other to be curious so that it helps us understand what happened. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't aware that I was bothered by that until you really asked and you were intentionally curious about it. Today I was working with someone in very similar dynamic, same same kind of thing occurred that one of them was working on something and they, they became really silent and really disengaged and, and the other, this spouse assumed, made the assumption that I did something wrong or they're upset with me. And, and I think sometimes we can make an assumption about the other's behavior, which is, is as I would say, is dangerous at times because it, it creates a... Uh, it creates an outcome that already exists that doesn't exist. Meaning we've already assumed the reason why. Mm-hmm. And and we're trying to help, I was, and helping each other, but also for me, working with them, was that maybe there's a different narrative. Maybe there's a different story in the behavior, which is why we love that book again. What happened to you versus what's wrong with you? It's that there's a different narrative. There's a different story to the behavior. And I think that's true in our marriage often. It's that our behavior might be telling one story, but there's a different 
potentially narrative a different story within the behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember we had been married for probably thirty years, maybe just under thirty years. Mm-hmm. But when we went to counseling for yeah. a year, and over and over again, we would have these conversations, and I would say, "Well, you know, when you do this, then you mean this," and you 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 said. That's not what I meant. I mean, for 30 years, we would assume we knew what the other was trying to mean by mm-hmm. their behavior. Or, or when I w- would go silent, then you said, well, you were probably feeling this. And I was like, no, that's not what I was, you know. Right. And we were so shocked that we could go for that long and, and not really understand what the other one was trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. And so... Because we had made assumptions. We had made assumptions and we had we had taken it down the narrative of our own perspective. You know, we have our own constructs of what what we believe and we think, and, and we usually fill those with our own shame and weaknesses and start making them about ourselves. Right. And and then pretty soon we're down this road, and it doesn't have anything to do with sometimes what the other is feeling or doing or how they're reacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really helpful reminder that that sometimes in the assumption uh, it, it it creates a, a storyline of this is what's true. And being intentionally curious, it's opening the door to a possibility of something else being true. Right. And and that that is the beauty of pursuit. That's the beauty of of using and being aware of the word intentional. And it sometimes in the past we've just used the word curious. May we be curious, but but sometimes curious just just the idea or the notion of being curious isn't enough. That intentional means there's a thought process, there's a behavioral process to it. There's a, wait a minute, what might I not be seeing? What might I be understanding? Which, again, I think we want to highlight once again the courage it takes to be intentionally curious because sometimes we might experience the other saying, go away, right. literally. Right. The vulnerability. Alone. The vulnerability. Yeah. Which is why I bring up safety too, because yes. I think safety is, I felt like there was a moment in our conversation mm-hmm. last night where it shifted. I, I was able to maybe step away a little bit from my feeling offended and, and really ask it in a way that you felt mm-hmm. safe. Cause I felt like then the conversation turned and then you were able to mm-hmm. access maybe, wow, well, yeah, maybe I'm mm-hmm. feeling really, really hurt, you know, and those more vulnerable feelings that really don't come out unless there's safety. Right. So our hope for you and, and what you've heard and what you've listened to is that you might be just a bit more mindful of the, the goodness of what intentional curiosity can lead to, but also the wondering and as a reflection of, I wonder what keeps me from, being intentionally curious at times. What is that? What, what might that be connected to? And might we be curious about that with one another? The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage.